ComC is your home for buying, selling, and flipping all the hottest trading cards. Their consignment marketplace is home to over 27 million cards across all sports, genres, and eras. With a ComC account, you can purchase cards from different sellers over time and ship them home together later, or immediately reprice them for sale on the ComC marketplace. To stay updated with ComC, please follow them on social media at Check Out My Cards, one word, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn about offers, promotions, and more at ComC, please visit blog.comc.com. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. A couple of weeks ago, I had Ed Webb on the show, and we were talking about the upcoming Chicago non-sports card show, and that happened last weekend, and I had a chance to head up on Friday, had a chance to get lunch with Greg from the Rebel Base Card Podcast. We went to the pub, it was called, and it's a little hole-in-the-wall uh, basement bar and grill type restaurant there uh, somewhat near the the hotel where the event was held i had a nice italian beef sandwich uh, we had a chance to talk a little bit before the show and then we went back to the show and i had a blast spending spending several hours digging through some some four row boxes full of vintage non-sports cards in pursuit of the complete set of 1977 star wars cards I already had Series 2 and Series 3 complete. I needed some Series 1, Series 4, and Series 5 cards, and I was able to work out a great deal picking up a bulk lot of those to add to my PC at a really great price. So really pleased with what I was able to find there. I was also able to, to pick up some more modern serial-numbered Star Wars cards at a good deal that I think I'll be able to um, turn around and flip and, like I like to do, cover the cost of these cards that I bought for my PC. So it's... It, it looked like it's going to provide a nice opportunity to do what I do best, and that is use some buying and selling to generate profits to cover the cost of things I want to add to my PC. The other thing I liked is I plan to go to this again in the future. Um, I wish I would have brought the the set list I need for the Stranger Things set that I'm putting together and a couple other things that I've dabbled in from a non-sports perspective because they had it all. They had the TV shows, the movies, the wacky packs and Garbage Pail Kids, Star Wars pre-war stuff was there it, it was a really great event not too big but plenty of selection to choose from um, i would say 10 to 15 different dealers probably were there with a wide range of stuff and so yeah i, I spent the first three minutes of the show here talking a little bit about a recap of that non-sports show but i will be definitely um, looking to get that on the calendar for october when the next one hits well, our main topic today is another super collector interview, and this is somebody that I was introduced a couple years ago when I first bought my million card inventory when I bought out the shop because I came across some random packages of wild card, um, like there were cello packs that were different than what you'd see. They definitely weren't a retail product, and I was trying to find out more information about them. People recommended that I reach out to Mike Zier because he loves wildcard. And so I did, and, and we were able to, to figure out what was going on with those. We'll talk a little bit about that in the interview, but I wanted to also talk with him as part of the Super Collector Series because 
of what he's done and what he's accomplished and accumulated when it comes to wild card cards and as you'll see some of the other college themed products and so Mike Zier is our is our main interview guest today and we'll get into that interview after I tell you about Underdog Collectibles the online shop run by collectors for collectors it breaks new product every Tuesday Thursday and Sunday night you can check them out at udogcollect.com to see what they're going to be breaking this week or you can visit them in their brick and mortar shop in Knoxville Tennessee where they've got a full selection of singles wax supplies and you can even watch some of their breaks there in the shop and if you hit something big or if you hit something you like a lot, you can have them submit it to you to SGC. They are approved group submitter to SGC. You can learn more about that at udogcollect.com. And when you do, tell them Wax Pack Hero sent you. We are back again for another part of our Super Collector Series. And today I've got Mike Zier with me. Mike is a Super Collector of Wildcard. And we first met a couple of years ago when I first opened up the LCS and I bought that million card inventory. One of the boxes had this whole bundle of sealed wild card stripe packs. And I had no idea what I was dealing with, where they came from, but I, I put it out on Twitter and Mike was one of the people that responded that said he might be interested in picking them up. And so after a little bit of back and forth, a little bit of research on both our parts, we landed on a deal. Mike was the new owner of all of those wild card packs. And that's how we first met a couple of years ago when I decided I wanted to do the super collector series. Mike was another person who reached out and said, I'd love to talk about wild card if you want to do that. And I said, yes, that makes sense because we have a history. You've got a passion for wild card. Let's do this. And so Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Mike. I'm happy to be here. And and uh, I love uh, love your approach to the hobby. I really do. And and someday when I quit coaching and stuff, uh, I think I'm going to do the sports lot deal like you got. Uh, but uh, right now, uh, I, I'm glad to be here to talk about Wildcard. Yeah, I appreciate that. Why don't we start with a little bit about when, when I sold you that lot of stripe packs, both of us at first were a little bit stumps on what exactly these were right and i know you you did some research you ended up picking those up so let, let's just talk a little bit about that deal originally what that was what you found out um and then maybe we can move on to your the, how your passion for wild card started yeah i i always look for wild card things on, on uh, online and i'm not really on facebook twitter's kind of my only social media that's part of being a teacher and a coach. But anyways, I saw that you had that. And, and the thing that kind of really stumped me at the time, I was so excited because I wanted those. And I just couldn't for the life of me, couldn't remember where they came from. Well, then later it just came to me is what those were is you had, as I got them, and they are consecutive numbers. So in other words, if uh, let's say you collected 10 base sets of wildcard in 1992, by the way, for those listening, it was a 1992 NFL wildcard uh, set, uh, which was put out in two series, series one and series two. And um, what you had was uh, if someone sent in 10 sets, wildcard would send them back a 10 striped set. And they would do that set in those sealed packs like that. And uh, I, I had forgotten what those were because they're so rare, Mike. Uh, that's a huge wildcard find. Um, so the question is uh, about those cards is did they come from a collector who collected wildcard or did they come from wildcard after they shut down for the first time as a kind of a liquidation type thing? Yeah, and that that is a question that I don't know that, that we'll ever find an answer to because 
like I said, there was about a million cards of inventory in this shop that I bought out. And there was this wall of cards that was taller than me and probably 20 feet long. And it was just an am amalgamation of different collections that the original owner had picked up over the years that he had been open. And so there was no telling when, no telling who, no right. telling where these things came from, but I knew that they were special, right? I knew that there was something yeah. about them. And so I'm, I'm glad I was able to get them in the hands of somebody who has a passion for wildcard. So let's talk about that. How did that passion for wildcard start for you? Well, for, for me, it, it started with, uh, I worked, uh, I grew up in Miles City, Montana, and I worked at a, a card a card shop, cards and stuff, and I'm still friends with the owner, um, Kent. And um, he would, uh, as my senior graduation gift, he took me to uh, the Nationals in, in Anaheim. And uh, that was when Wildcard, uh, you know, first started to put out their collegiate, the first product they put out were collegiate ones before they got their NFL license. And um, that's when they had like Todd Marinovich and Dan McGuire. And I just thought, wow, that's amazing, man. I like, you can collect who we hate base cards. Like we hate base cards. They take up so much room. And here I can take 10 of these guys and just turn it into one 10 stripe. And then if, then if he hits, or if I, I want to, I could get two fives or whatever. So it really started there with the, uh, the 91 uh, collegiate and then the 91 NFL set um uh was the first set that i recall me sending cards to wildcard for 495 to to ohio uh to get exchanged that's great and so you started way back when you know and what's that what's that collection look like i mean they were in business for several years when i had a chance to talk with with um daniel atkins one of the original or the original owner a couple uh, months ago on the podcast you know he was he talked a little bit about getting up and and going and getting off the ground and and the the progress that they had made did you did you actively try to put together all of these sets back then regardless of sport and and all of that or, or is that something that came about later on i actually focused on two sets mike uh, it's it's kind of crazy, but that that uh, first basketball set, I guess it'd be 91, 92. I mean, I have scads of those. I have, and now I have I have a complete run, 5, 10, 20, 50, 100, and 1,000 stripe set of, of the basketball. And the, the key cards there actually are not rookies other than Larry Johnson and Kenny Anderson and uh, to Ken Bay Matumbo and stuff. But the key ones there are like Pippen and Stockton. They had those guys uh um and then uh then the other uh one that i got into was the world league set which is why mike when you did your podcast that question about uh the thousand stripes for uh certain world league ones i i don't know i mean i agree he's the owner he says that but i've not seen a mike so uh and there's no one looking more than me uh, he says they're out there i say where right yeah, that's one of the things that's, you know, I don't know that we'll, we'll ever get a firm answer to um, because there are, there are, there's probably not anybody as passionate as you that has been searching for them this whole time. Um, and yet they're nowhere to be found. I, it's, it's kind of like some of these other things that we hear about from time to time, the, the, the wood bat minis, 
um, from Allen and Ginter that were supposedly put out, you know, within some one of the tops releases, but nobody's seen them. You know, it's, it's one of those mysteries that they're probably in a warehouse someplace um, that were intended to be distributed, but, but never actually made it out. So you talked about that collegiate set having the full run up to a thousand stripe, a complete set up to a thousand stripe. Have you done that with some of the other NFL sets or some of the other sets that they put out? You know, the, the NFL set, not 91 set. I, I have uh, I have a hundred and a 20 stripe set. The 92 is the one I'm currently still working on. The 92 is kind of tough to get because the, uh, the cards with the, the material that they made them, uh, anything that was open past 1993, the condition becomes a problem because they become stuck together. But I find if you stick them in the freezer for about a day and then you pull them out and you, you open your packs, um, it, uh, it helps uh, loosen them up. But my wife doesn't really like that when she's going to get some pork chops and all of a sudden there's some wildcard boxes in the freezer. But, um, you know, um, I don't. I don't have a complete run. Like I said, that basketball, the World League. And then I got into another quirky little wildcard set, Mike, and that was called Decision 92. Okay. All right, where uh, you got Ross Perot thousand stripes and uh, Magic Johnson's HIV card, um, which I don't know how they got away with that, but they did, so that was cool. And um, so I kind of got into that, and and uh, um, uh, those are kind of my focuses. But there are certain sets, Mike, within like uh, in within that World League set, uh, they have a class back attack set, and that was like Emmett Barry. Thurman Thomas, um, and um, then they had uh, David Klingler was an exchange card, and um, so I, I, I try and collect the stripe cards of those, but they're super hard to find, super hard. How many total wild card cards do you have? Like from a singles, like a singles and sets perspective, do you have a feel for how many wild cards you have? Well, if you if you throw in like the singles and stuff, let me put it this way: if Wildcard was still taking exchanges, Mike, uh, I, they would be getting a a monthly package from Mike Zier. I can tell you that. No, I mean I don't really, you know, I have a huge, huge card card room, and it's tons of six thousand count boxes, and I would say, you know, half if not more are Wildcard. Um, so. You know, the issue that you have that I have with wild card is, you know, um, that's a lot of base cards. So I do. I actually wish they were still around. In fact, Mike, they made a 30th anniversary uh, anniversary set uh, that you could get at the National. Yep. They only made 500 boxes of the black and 500 of the white. I am like single handedly, Mike, trying to buy every white box uh through the the big online retailers so i've been doing that just uh, i got another box coming this week uh looking forward to that uh, uh trip down memory lane i was gonna ask about your thoughts on their re-emergence here over the last year or so if if you were continuing that collection on or if you were primarily focused on the older stuff but it sounds like you know it sounds like you've got some interest here in the in the newer stuff Talk to me a little bit about your thoughts on the, the cards that they've come out with here in the last year. Um, I've been pretty impressed overall with the, the quality of those cards and some of the images that they had. Um, they're pretty sharp looking cards, but I, I am not sure that they've had the, the widespread acceptance, at least from a, a secondary market value perspective. 
Okay, Mike, thank you for the question. I'm dying to unload this. First, let's talk about the negative, okay? The, the white and the black mat, too confusing, okay? People in this hobby are simple-minded people. We are, we're good people. We don't understand that. And then don't do the colored autographs, okay? We don't want green. We don't want different cut. Don't do that. They look bad, all right? That's the bad, okay, Mike? Let's get to the good illumination illumination inserts the comic is that's the wild card i know and love right there so illumination they need to stay focused on that okay and then the the retail version of the of the mat you know the cards are really nice the base cards are really nice i didn't uh you know i put together the white set and the black set of the of the base uh, just the kind of the retail one and uh, but I really like the illumination and they just announced they're going to do a basketball set in illumination. I'm super pumped for that, Mike. So um, I think with their comics, you know, but here's the big thing, Mike, and they haven't answered this yet. OK, and 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 I'm not bringing them down. I love them, right. No one. No one loves Wildcat more than me. So if they're listening, guys, I'm on your side, but they haven't really said what they're going to do with stripe cards yet. OK, they have stripe cards. Like in my, uh, those boxes I was telling you, I, I buy the thousand stripes are one of ones. Okay. The, the hundred stripes are two out of two. Okay. Now I get it. That was kind of a gimmicky set, which I love, but what are they going to do for the regular sets that they're putting out for the illumination that have stripes? What are they going to do? They haven't said yet, Mike, they got it. They got to come out and with something, Mike, they got to, they got to let us know we're a year or so in now. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that we start to hear a little bit more about their their future plans, how all of this is going to tie together. Um, there's a lot of excitement about their re-entry, and I'm hoping that they can continue to build on the momentum that they saw, you know, in the second half of last year at the National, at the Industry Summit, um, with some of these products that have, that have come out. I'm hoping that they can continue to capitalize on that nostalgic aspect that so many of us who collected in the 80s and, and early 90s when they came onto the scene, um, remember them for. Before we kind of kind of last question about wildcard, if there was if there was one thing that stands out to you on why wildcard caught your attention so much, why it became such a passion for you, what would that be? I, I really think that when I was a kid, we moved around a lot and sometimes I would just get a box. Right. And that's when we were moving from one part of Montana to the other, where this whole idea of if I had five Deion Sanders cards, I could turn them into one. I mean, I just I just thought that was cool. And then the flip side of that, Mike, is I could open a pack and all of a sudden, boom, I could get, you know, 20 Barry Sanders rookie cards or Brett Favre or whoever it was, you know. And 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 so uh, that was always the, the thrill, the hunt. And, you know, they were the first parallel card, really. Yep. Uh, they were the first chase card. So, um, you know, they, they do have a place in history. So that exchange program was was the thing that really, really caught your yeah. attention. Yes. Now, you you we talked about wildcard. We spent the last several minutes talking about wildcard, but that's not the only focus of your collection. There there are some there are some other key things that grab your attention when it comes to your card collection. Talk to me a, a little bit about some of your other collecting passions. I you know my other ones are a big one would be Sage. Uh, I collect uh, their their draft football stuff, and then they have also for the last three. Well, they're not really in years because they do them when they 
Uh, they've had the the latest Sports Kings. They just came out with Volume Three, and I, I really enjoy that. Uh, I've always enjoyed that because, to me, even back in like, if you remember Mike, like 2006, you had Reggie Bush and Vince Young. I mean, even those boxes at that time were high. <laughs> of course, little did we know what high box prices were, Mike. Right? But anyways, um, you know, so Sage was the alternative to where you could get or Press Pass at the time where you could get a, a, a reasonably priced autograph that was still legible from a rookie. Um, and then, and then the other big passion I have is, is the Pittsburgh Steelers and Philadelphia Phillies and um, my 76er cards. Um, um, and then a, a sidebar, Mike, that I've really gotten into is that's non-sports cards. Uh, in particular, one segment of that, and that would be autograph cards from uh, Star Trek, actors, actresses, those kinds of things that I think are rare. And then uh, I try to get some of those graded, you know, some of my favorite actors and actresses. But um, um, I guess I, I guess I have quite a bit of, uh, of hobby interest going out there, you know, and, and like you and I discussed uh, off the interview beforehand was that, you know, with the, the change of the, the economy of the hobby, you know, you just can't really open as much wax as a guy likes to. So you have to, you have to shift and, and still enjoy the hobby, which I do. It's interesting that you, you mentioned some of these collegiate focused cards, right? The, the cards from before the, the draft type products, the collegiate focused products before they have the, the NFL logos on them. And that's not necessarily super popular widespread right a, a lot of times people dismiss some of these sage and press pass razor when it was around yep. some of these other products that are kind of quote-unquote non-league licensed cards yep. many of the players who played in college were college standouts but many of them don't even make the nfl or or um, mlb for some of the baseball products or nba for some of the basketball type products what is it about those collegiate products that appeals to you? Well, initially it was because you could get one autograph per pack and that I'm a big NFL draft coming up this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, uh, tomorrow, I guess, Mike. Um, and, um, you know, so I want the, I want the guy, the sixth round linebacker who's on the Steelers special teams. I want his autograph. Now, Mike, you brought up a very sensitive topic. And we're going to address this right now, okay, Mike? And that's these people that get on here and they, they go, oh, those are worthless. That's terrible. Well, I got sales records, pal, that show you me selling, you know, four or $500 Joe Burrow autographs from Sage that guess what? When they came out, Mike, they didn't cost the same as uh, what they have, okay? It's all relative, okay? And someone can still afford to get a Joe Burrow autograph for a discounted price. It's still authentic. It, he's still, you know, throwing a football. Yeah. It doesn't have a logo on his helmet. I get it. Okay. But they, they've done, so as leaf, they've done some nice things with that, but Mike in this hobby, I loathe. Uh, yeah. I use the word loathe and I've seen you fight some of these trolls too, Mike. And I loathe people who get on here and, and they try to tell me how I need to collect and tell me what I need to do. No, I don't care what you collect. Okay. Those, uh, those uh, cards that came in uh, um, uh, Goodwin champions this year, the deck things that the little 
little rat things and little bumblebees and stuff. They're not for me, but someone's kid probably likes them. I don't care. All right. So you get out of my grill and stop telling me that I can't collect wild card and I can't collect sage. Okay. Because I've been doing this since, uh, you know, 1985. All right. And I got news for you. 85 tops baseball and 85 tops uh, football. That's not the nicest looking set. Okay. It's not like, uh, you know, we're beating down doors at how beautiful it is. 91 Fleer? Don't even get me started on 91 Fleer baseball, Mike, okay? I get I get fired up about that, and I know you fight, you fight trolls about that too, Mike, and I don't want to give them too much time, but collect what you want to collect. That whole topic or the whole concept of logos and league licenses and, and all of that type of stuff, I, I mean, I think it's a conversation that's worth having, and you know, there are some cards that I feel like, yeah, you know, I can't even really tell the difference. And there's other cards is like, yeah, that's pretty noticeable. I'd probably rather not have that one. But I was in a conversation at the industry summit. I believe it was one of the virtual ones that, that we had during 2020. And Brian Gray was in the conversation with me. And this question came up and he shared, he said, where's the logo on the Walter Payton rookie card? Where's the logo on the Joe Montana rookie card? two of the most iconic football cards that collectors want to obtain of two of the most legendary players from the the seventies and eighties, where's the logos on their rookie cards. And I was like, you know what? That's a really good point. Now it wasn't an option for tops to put them on there at that point, but right. th there were no other options with logos either, but yeah, that's a good point. Those, those two cards don't have logos and yet are, are some of the most sought after football cards that, that exist there from the 70s and 80s. And so, yeah, I, I'm a firm believer in, in collect what you like, collect what you're passionate about, whether that's a particular brand, a particular sport, non-sport, what, you know, entertainment release, whatever it might be, collect what makes you happy, collect what you enjoy, not, not just because somebody else says that's what you should be um, going after. And so that was one of the reasons I really wanted to have the conversation with you today is because you don't hear a lot of people who are super collectors of the brands like Wildcard and Sage and some no. of those types of things. And so um, you don't. <laughs> and, and so I appreciate you you coming on and, and having that conversation. Are there any particular things, you know, you mentioned the one Wildcard release that, that we have not seen the thousand stripes, uh, I believe, right for the the world league thousand stripes is yep. that what it was that you've yeah, got those seen? are still looking at and then is and there then anything some... else out there that that you're you're still trying to get your hands on when it comes to your wild card collection yeah there, there's those the the uh the insert set the stripes of them um some of those came out after they'd shut down um uh especially like the prototype basketball set there's like six of them they're the white version they didn't come out christian leitner and and uh, a few others, but uh, um, there's a there's a, a specific uh, um, of those class back attack ones that I talked to you about. I've only seen stripe cards of the Klingler, which means that they were already you know I haven't seen any of the other ones yet, especially the Emmett and the Barry in them, and um, uh, and then some of the like gold foiled red hot rookies from '93. They at '93 Mike uh, Wild Card was. Uh, I think they saw the end of the rope. And so they, they did the Chrome product. They got in trouble with that. They did all sorts of different stuff. 
And anyways, long story short, Mike, they, they did silver gold uh, of the red hot rookies and I've yet to see uh, all the stripes of those. So, you know, and I may never, Mike, uh, I just, who knows? They might not even have been made, right? Um, so uh, that's okay. You know, you just keep looking, keep grinding. Well, if anybody has those things or they've got a lead on where somebody else might be able to find them, or maybe you listening out there are another wild card super collector and just want to commiserate with, with one of your fellow brethren, Mike, tell people where they can find you and, and connect with you online. Yeah, the best uh, way to get to me is on Twitter. It's the only social media I'm on. Uh, it's at Zier Mike, um, at uh, Z-I-E-R, and then Mike, M-I-K-E. And I uh, can get a hold of me there. And um, other than that, I'm really not in a lot of other stuff. You know, I'm you know, kind of a busy guy, you know, with different coaching and teaching and stuff. So, um, you know, I just peruse different things. And, and Twitter has been, uh, hobby Twitter has been really fun. It's where I met you, Mike. Yep. And um, um, so I enjoy hobby Twitter. And that's where they could find me or find one of my friends and they'd get a hold of me. So I'd, uh, I'd definitely love to talk to anybody about Wildcard. So. Well, thanks again. I really appreciate the conversation today. I think there's going to be plenty there for people to, to grasp onto, hopefully some things that they had not heard of before. And um, there's no doubt about that you've been able to solidify your place as a, a wildcard super collector. So thanks again, Mike. Hey, thanks, Mike. Anytime. Like the athletes we admire, the sports card shop is changing the game. We're not launching threes, bombing drives, or hitting dingers, but we have built a unique gathering spot for all collectors to trade cards, talk sports, play games, and watch their favorite athletes on the big screens. Yes, we've partnered with Panini, Upper Deck, Leaf, Tops, Fanatics, Pokemon, and others to bring you all the latest in sealed wax and singles. But the sports card shop in New Buffalo, Michigan is much, much more. Our recent expansion brings collectible sneakers, Hot Wheels, and more sports and entertainment memorabilia into the mix. Our new Collector's Cave game room is the perfect place to throw a rip party, bring friends, rip packs, trade cards, play billiards, ping pong, shuffleboard, classic arcade, and Xbox games, all while watching your favorite sport on TV. Visit us at thesportscardshop.com. Follow us on social at underscore sports card shop, or better yet, visit us in person to learn about special events, party packages, new products, and everything we're doing for you. The Sports Card Shop, connecting people, sports, and the hobby around the world. Well, as you heard, Mike has a ton of different wild card products and cards in his collection, but there's still a few that he's trying to track down. So if you've got any leads on where those might be or where he might be able to find those, reach out to him. I know he would love to connect with you. Even if you just want to talk about Wildcard or Sage, he would love to connect. I would love to know what you think about this episode. And if you've got any other ideas for individuals or super collections that I can have a, a conversation about, reach out to me on Twitter at TheMikeSummer. Send me an email at waxpackhero at gmail.com follow me on tiktok or instagram at waxpackhero i would love to connect with you get some feedback find out what parts of the hobby you're passionate about well that is all i've got for you today so i'll catch you next time